Cool. And we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pastrami Nation podcast, the thing where we talk about all things pop culture. Um, I'm your host, Kevin, entertainment editor for Pastrami Nation. And with me today, we have Christian, the toy godfather of toys, I think is what we came up with. We're still going with Yeah, we're we'll still going with we'll it. it you know, we'll figure something out. We'll figure <laughs> we'll something figure out. out. So, yeah, man. Um, it's exciting. Listen, if it sounds different, guys, to all you guys watching, listening, we're in our, our new place in a new room, getting it all fixed up. So apologize if it doesn't sound as good as usual, but going to have the same good uh, material. And today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite filmmakers, one of the most, you know, um, Christian. This guy's amazing, right? Like he has a spectacular career. He has a new movie out this weekend, uh, which a lot of you guys are probably seeing right now. Um, <laughs> that's why it's only me and Christian here right now, because, well, everyone's out going to watch this movie. And um, but who knows, maybe in a different universe, you're watching us instead of yeah. watching the movie with your friends. So, so Somewhere um, in the multiverse. Somewhere in the multiverse. And of course, yeah. we're talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and director yeah. Sam Raimi, yeah. who's triumphant. Well, I can't say triumphant yet because I have not seen the movie, but I would assume I've been hearing good things. I've been hearing a lot of great things. His return to the comic book realm of movies, which the last time he did that, as we know, was Spider-Man 3, which is crazy. Like, it's taken him that long to come back to comic book movies. Right, right. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, so we're just going to talk a little bit about him and what we love about him and talk about his career a little bit. And he's done some incredible stuff. And I kind of did some um, kind of reminiscing about like when my first kind of, um, you know, when I became aware of who Sam Raimi was. Um, <clears throat> I know everyone has these stories, you know, especially of a certain generation. They saw Evil Dead back when it released in like, you know, the 80s, you know, 81, I believe it, it released. Um, I was just, I was one years old when that movie came out, so I wasn't aware of it. But uh, I think the first time, first time I remember watching a Sam Raimi movie was Darkman. Darkman was the first movie I watched of his. And I remember distinctively thinking like, this movie's like, it's good. It's different. It's not like anything I've ever seen before. Like it was, I had this quirky comedy. It had this really bizarre, like just the way he shot everything. And he's really, you know, his, he has that very unique and uh, stylized way of filming things, right? With the quick kind of close ups and things like that. And I think that's when I really kind of became aware of who Sam Raimi was. Uh, what about you? Do you remember the first movie that you saw? It's the same, same for me. It was dark, man. Um, when I was, when I was younger for a while, my, my, we would, we had like a library of, of cassette tapes. Um, my mom would right. go to the, to Blockbuster. She would rent three movies. Um, <clears throat> regardless if we would watch them or not, she would just record them to like blank tapes. So we would, I would just go through them. And like dark man was one of those movies that I just found, um, and I would watch repeatedly. Like I have so many so like good. distinct memories of that movie. That mm -hmm. little like bird thing that would like press the keyboard. Um, yeah. The explosion thing. Like there was just yeah a lot. And like that was also I think my first movie that I remember Liam Neeson, um, dude, in too. So 
same. I think it was yeah. my first exposure to Liam Neeson as well. Like, yeah. I, I didn't really, I had no idea who he was before that. And I don't no. think a lot of people did, you know, mm -hmm. I think he was, he was known, but not as known as he is today. Right. Um, which is crazy. Yeah. Dark man was the first one. And then I, I, <laughs> I distinctly remember being at the video store and seeing the, uh, seeing the VHS of army of darkness. <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea what this is. Like my parents, you know, they take us every Friday night to go rent a movie or whatever. And I was like, I don't know what this is like, but it sounds, it sounds cool. Like it sounds like pretty amazing. Right. I was like, this guy travels back in time, you know, he has a chainsaw for a hand and all this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like this is, this is insane. So I remember watching that and then realizing, not realizing till later, like, oh wait, like this is, this is a sequel. <laughs> like this is a sequel to something. And of course this was in the nineties. This is before the internet, you know, all right. these things. And I just wasn't exposed to movies like evil dead and stuff growing up. And, um, <clears throat> it was, you know, when you see that, you know, at the beginning of army of darkness, when the, the, his car comes crashing down and he's in the medieval times. Yeah. And then, um, but I think, I think that was the movie where I was like, Oh, this is like, Sam Raimi, like the Sam Raimi guys kind of onto something <laughs> 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 like he's pretty good. Uh, he's got that quirky kind of, you know, reminded me, you know, of course, you know, he's very much into the slapstick three stooges mm -hmm. type of <laughs> filmmaking and that movie really exemplifies it. Right. Yes, he's like yes. fighting with his two heads, you know, and he's yeah. fighting each other and poking each other's eye out. Um, God, it's fantastic. And then, you find out there's more, right? And that's always super exciting when you walk into something brand new and you end up loving it and you realize there's more of these things out there. And then, yeah. And then I, I, um, I went back to, you know, I, I wasn't right after that, but it was fairly soon after that, probably when I was 16, 17, when I started to discover Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. I was like, this movie is insane. Evil Dead 2, I think, Evil Dead 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. Right. Because um, it it really exemplified everything Sam Raimi's about and did everything Evil Dead did, but better. Obviously, more right. money, bigger budget, <laughs> yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's when I became kind of obsessed. Like, I was like, I had no idea who it was. And then, again, that was like late 90s, so the internet was starting to come around again. And I could be like, oh, I can look this guy up. I can kind of find out more about him, figure out who he is. What other movies he's done um and the dude has a strong career like you know he started out i, I mean I, i'm sure you know the stories right but the evil dead you know he was shopping this uh, uh trailer around forever like this is the movie i want to make and uh he eventually got it made super low budget super you know yeah, like just a bunch of friends living in a cabin. They basically mm -hmm. lived there while they were filming. Like that's <laughs> that's the Hollywood way, right? Like, I mean, that's the Hollywood dream, hang out with your friends. It's like Kevin Smith, right? Kevin right. Smith always says you want to work with your friends. Like Exactly. Hang out with your friends. And um, that really like stuck with me as far as his work dedication and the type of movies he was putting out. Like this guy, he knows what he wants and he goes out and he gets it and he does it. And 
he doesn't let anything stop, you know, get in his way. And I think that was one of my first like exposures to that being like, I want to be a filmmaker. I want to do that, <laughs> you know, go out there, film a movie, film something with my friends, hang out with people that I like. Um, yeah. And his, then his career just kind of shut off from there. Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2 was more goofy, a little bit more funny, slapstick, <laughs> you know, right. and had that really, really great, uh, you know, when he chops off his hand and, you know, Idle Hands did a really good uh, kind of mm -hmm. impression of that, you know, scene where he cuts off his hand and he, you know, the hands running around, you know, like, was a thing from, you know, Adam's family. And like going crazy. And um, yeah, I just, I, I love the quirkiness of it and all that stuff. So um, what are your memories of Evil Dead? Do you remember when you first it realized was, who Sam Raimi was? Same thing. I, I It's it's crazy how similar it was. Army of Darkness <laughs> was, I saw that before I saw Evil Dead or any yeah. of the other ones. Um, same. Um, I was, I was born in 82, so I wasn't even around for the first okay. one. So, but yeah, yeah. man, um, Army of Darkness, I was just like, what? It was the most ridiculous thing, and I was like, "Wasn't it?" I I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies as a kid. I was way too imaginative, so like mm -hmm. I I would freak myself out and get in my own head. So my my dad was like, "You're cut off. You can't handle this." <laughs> um, so like I just I wasn't used to watching horror movies, and I was like, I remember watching it. It was the same thing. I discovered the cassette. I popped it on, and I'm like. Like, oh, oh my god, it's scary. But then I was like, why am I laughing? Like, what is right? what is this? Um, and it, it was so ridiculous. And and like it was so different from anything that I had seen. And you know, he already like from the first movie, you know, going back, like he had such a concise, distinctive way of like visual storytelling, um, yeah. the way that Sam Raimi did. He had a way of just putting on screen exactly what he wanted to show you, what what mm -hmm. needed to be seen uh for the story and I love it. I mean, I, I think, you know, it, it works so well. And, like, it's really cool to see that even in, like, a huge blockbuster like Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. Right. Um, to really see that. So um, I didn't realize, because I was just looking at the list right now, The Gift. My yes. God, I did not realize that was him. Yes. I love the that movie. Gift is... So the gift is one of those movies that I, again, like, yeah, I knew it was Sam Raimi, you know, at this point mm -hmm. I was kind of really nerding out about him. So when that movie was coming out, I remember being really excited. Yeah. That was also kind of the, that was still kind of the phase where people weren't sure if they liked Keanu or not. Right. So they were like, yes. Eh, you know, like this guy, that's when he started taking on these more darker, like, you know, mm -hmm. the gift. And I don't know if you remember the watcher. He did this mm -hmm. movie where he played a serial killer and I believe it was, it was him, and I can't remember who it was, but he was kind of like a not night stalker type person. Ooh, and uh, yeah, it was it was actually decent, you know. But again, it was kind of like hey, Kenny act, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But the gift, I thought he did freaking um, like he played the the. I don't know if uh, sorry spoilers if you all haven't seen it yet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know this movie came out late nineties. Um, but he played a freaking terrifying villain in that, like him and. You know, with Katie Holmes' character and things like that, like he was the kind of the abusive, mm -hmm. you know, uh, boyfriend or husband. I can't remember. But yeah, Sam oh, Raimi, he was fantastic. Such a good movie. I used to like tell because I, yeah, exactly. It was the, the like people were like not on the fence yet with Keanu. And I would tell people, I'm like, if you make fun of his acting, watch The Gift because, yeah. like, man, he, he handles it well. Like, he was he awesome does. in that. 
Um, but that was just such a great cast with like Kate Blanchett, Greg Kinnear, Giovanni mm-hmm. Ravizzi, who was like one of my Dude. favorite actors from the nineties. Like, love that yeah. guy. Um, and his role at like, if I see a blue diamond, will I die? <laughs> like, who just stuck with me, man? Like, it was such a good movie. Um, the performances Fantastic. he got out of everybody. Um, I think that was my first time with Kate Blanchett too, like, or at least. Realizing, oh yeah, like Same. who she was. So yeah, um, that was a fantastic movie. I, yeah, Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi is is an incredible filmmaker. Um, so I just I'm so excited to see what he does with this. I saw an interview um, recently, and he was talking about him coming back to the Marvel universe. Um, and Kevin Feige was an assistant, like on the Spider-Man movies. Back in yeah, the yeah, the producer, yeah, yeah. So he was like, oh. he was like, I'm so, I'm so happy I was nice to him back then, which is so funny. Um, but yeah, he he said, um, you know, if I he got to look at the script, uh, and he was like, look, if I'm starting this, I like tomorrow, I need like, I need two mm-hmm. storyboard artists, I need, um, you know, I need concept artists, I need two animators, like two animators, and then Kevin's like, I'm gonna give you ten animators, you're gonna get twenty storyboard artists. He was like, and then he was like, oh, I forgot like you know how to do this now yeah. this is the you guys are like the superhero machine now he's like this is amazing so it's that kind of great. cool to see i'm so excited to see what what he's going to do with just like no hold barred like like yeah. no limitations to his visual um thing so really excited um yeah i don't know i, I can I, I even even like the i think the one movie that he did that everybody everybody poo-poos on is spider-man 3 obviously right and i don't think anybody blames him for that necessarily right i think studio interference whatever sony's like relentless desire to make the sinister sticks movie happen till this day till this day thank god nolan's not here because he would be like oh the greatest movie morbius Um, (laughs) but like you know even even as ridiculous as that movie was and like i think you know the emo peter right or bill Bill mcguire that everybody says like I still remember that scene where he starts dancing. And he's like, "Oh, make it jazz!" Yeah. And it's like, I'm like uh, sitting in the theater. I'm like, "Oh my god!" But as soon as that scene that scene hits, and Mary Jane's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, I get pulled right back into the story. I'm like, uh, yeah. "Oh my god!" It's like Peter, what are you doing? You jerk! Like he's still like just amazing. Yeah, story. it's so effective. Absolutely, and I, I, you know, part three still has its charm to it, right? Yes. Like I watched it again recently, and I'm like. It's not that bad. Yeah. Like it's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Per se. I mean, well, there's things wrong with it, but there's nothing horrible about it that makes it like an awful movie. It just doesn't flow right, and you can totally tell the studio was like, "Let's ram Venom in there. Let's do all these things." Um, yeah, and like his Spider-Man movies, I don't think anything knew what to expect because, you know, again, this is you know, back in the early 2000s, comic book movies were just kind of like X-Men had hit, you know? I mean, there, there was other things like Blade had done really well. Um, you know, X-Men X2, I think had come out by then, possibly by the time the first Spider-Man come out. Right. So people were kind of like, but that, that was also kind of one of my thoughts, right? It was like, all right, so the guy who did Evil Dead is going to be making a <laughs> Spider-Man movie? Um I mean, it could be the best thing in the world or, you know, but I had, you know, I had that kind of, I have uh, his sensibilities or like my sensibilities. So I was kind of, I was excited for it a little bit. Yeah. I was like, dude, this, this could be cool. Like, you know, 
Um, Reddit wasn't a thing back then. So <laughs> all those, the Twitter wasn't really a thing. So, you know, you couldn't really, but there were these forums back in the day, you know, where you can go and it'd be just like, you know, Twitter or Reddit, you know, or people were just like tearing it apart before it even had a chance to see the light of day. Um, but what he did with those movies, like legitimate, legitimatized comic book movies, right? Yes, like legitimatized Spider-Man. Um, he put his stamp on it. He put his style on it, but he also, he was a comic book fan, right? So he knew who these characters were like. And one thing I love about his trilogy, Spider-Man trilogy is it's very, again, upon rewatch, it was very Shakespearean. Like it had this classic Shakespearean kind of like, you know, with the best friends. And then there's mm-hmm. a, you know, it's a classic story, right? right? But it reminded me of even the way they talk in that movie. And obviously it's not old fashioned, you know, it's not old English or anything, but it even had the same kind of flow as Shakespeare in a weird way. Like the mm-hmm. way the characters interacted, the way the, you know, <clears throat> characters, you know, uh, re- interacted with each other. Um, I thought that was, and that's what struck me the most upon this rewatch is just how, how much of a classic feel it had. Like, I feel like his Spider-Man movies are going to be, I'm going to get a lot of stuff for saying this, but I think they're going to, stand the test of time yeah. as opposed to the ones that we have now. I love obviously no way home. Incredible. Right. Like all those are great. His Spider-Man movies are going to stand the test of time. And I believe the same thing with the X-Men movies, like the first two, at least I think part two, especially <clears throat> is going to, you know, live on past this MCU right. stuff. You know what I mean? And I think that MCU is great and I'm super excited to go watch Dr. Strange. Yeah. Um, and I love Sam Raimi, but you know, there's going to come a point where I, who knows? I mean, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but in 20 years, they're going to reboot it again. Right. They're going right. to have a new, they're going to have a new Tony Stark. They're going to have right. a new captain America. It's all going to start over again. Um, <clears throat> and I think these ones will just kind of be there. You right. know what I mean? It'll be kind of like a generation defining, like, oh, like Chris Evans was my captain of you know what I mean? It will be kind of that thing. But I, I do agree. I I you know, I think a lot of people like to to credit the X-Men movies uh with mm-hmm. ushering in like the, the modern era of superhero. I like to give that credit to Spider-Man. Like yeah, I, I you know, I, I I think X-Men was just a little too early. It was a kind of a weird thing with Brian Singer. But I yeah. think like yeah. Raimi like just unapologetically put the Spider-Man that we knew on screen with his like mm-hmm. twist on. So no like hiding behind black leather or like watering down their <laughs> stories. It's exactly like the stories that we loved so much. Um, yeah. you know, and and putting on screen. And I agree, you know, like the way that he approached everything is really timeless. You know, yeah. like I still think Spider-Man 2 stands as like in my personal like top five. It's- superhero movies you know it's my top five like superhero movies and just movies of all time like right. i feel like it just is such an amazing experience and and i don't you know i it's an incredible movie but i feel like when you're watching it there's so many emotions going on and so much happening that it feels like an experience you know yeah it feels like a roller coaster but also a roller coaster that has depth and right. isn't just shallow kind of on the surface roller coaster. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like you said, it's timeless. 
like Excuse bless you, you. <laughs> no you. problem um yeah i mean it's it's crazy and and just the the amount of work that he's done in different genres too like you know obviously we talk about spider-man and we talk about his horror stuff and evil dead and you know army of darkness and even uh we talked about the gift um i I really like Drag Me to Hell. I know a lot of people like, I thought Drag Me to Hell was a lot of fun. Like it really brought back that kind of classic Raimi kind of silly fun, you know, dancing demons and like all kinds of stuff. I loved it. Um, but uh, you know, he's also done, you know, uh, I, was, I was looking back at his filmography and I'm like, The Quick and the Dead. The Quick and the Dead, Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman, Leonardo DiCaprio, it's a Western like, completely different but even that movie has its uh you know sam raimi stuff you know it's very stylized you know i just always remember one scene of that movie that i saw when i was a teenager the guy got shot through the eye and you see the camera kind of go through it oh yeah i was like dude like this is gnarly this is is great this is great um and then he does a simple plan i i um Billy Bob Thornton and uh, Bill Paxton, mm-hmm. which is a freaking really good, like Coen Brothers-esque kind of thriller. Uh, that was such an incredible movie. And I just found out, or I just realized, he had worked with the Coen Brothers early on in his career. Um, so <clears throat> they he actually helped them raise the money to make a trailer for blood simple so they can go out and make blood simple. So they kind of used his evil dead model and um, they worked together, you know, Hudsucker proxy was uh, written, co-written by Sam Raimi. Um, So they kind of switched kind of with like a simple plan in the nineties. That was kind of Sam Raimi's homage to the Coen brothers, you know, Mm -hmm. and their style of filmmaking and stuff. And even though they didn't have anything to do with it, they were friends. And um, I was reading while while he was making it, they were giving him hints on how to film in the snow because they had just made Fargo. And they were like, you know, go out there, film this, do all that. But anyways, he, uh, he, he does these, you know, tight thrillers. And then he does something like For Love of the Game. Kevin Costner, romantic comedy, baseball, mm. like things <laughs> that I was just like, this is cool. <laughs> um, I, I watched it. I think I was working at the theater when it came out and I, I watched it, you know, cause I, I like Sam Raimi and decidedly the most un Sam Raimi movie I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then he goes on to do freaking, you know, the gift and then Spider-Man, you know, the three Spider-Man movies. Um, and then between that, it does drag me to hell, and then Oz, the great and powerful, Oz to be, yeah. Which, um, what do you think about that? I saw it in theaters and I, I enjoyed it at the time, I really, really liked it. Um, it was fun, um, you know, um, you know, I, I think it was, be, you know, James Franco was a fun person to watch. I think he's still entertaining to watch, Absolutely. problematic yeah. as he might be, but it's still, um, <laughs> you know, it was fun. Um, I, I remember there's a lot of like cool like little homages to the original and um yeah that, that was a lot of fun um i did not i'm just looking at his list and i'm like there's so many things i just didn't realize dude yeah um yeah uh like it's, for the love of the game i did not realize yeah for the love mm, of the game kevin costner yeah. and i think i wonder is that no that wasn't renee Russo. i can't remember who them girl was in that um but yeah i was a great and powerful it was really good and we were talking about this the other day. That was the last movie he directed. 
Yeah. You know, before yeah. this, like that was what, 10 years ago, I want to say? Just about, it's about nine years ago. Yeah. About nine years so, ago. Crazy. Um, but I mean, you know, he's done a lot of pr pr producing stuff too, right? Mm -hmm. So he's done, done like The Grudge and uh, The Evil Dead uh, reboot, remake. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and the series, uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know where you were in the 90s, but I remember watching Hercules and Xena. Yeah. Um, you know, which he had a big hand in. And I yeah. thought those were always a lot of fun. And that's another one, you know, Kevin Sorbo. There's another one that's a little bit uh, problematic <laughs> today. But, um, you know, yeah. uh, Lucy Lawless is incredible. And it was so, it was so great seeing her show up in Ash versus Evil Dead. Yeah. Like she is incredible. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And yeah, she has her cameos in the Spider-Man movies too. Yeah. Right? That's really cool. She's um, amazing. Yeah. I, um, I'm so excited to see this movie right now. So tracking, I guess they're, they're tracking this movie to pull in anywhere between 160 and possibly like 220 on the higher end. It's going um, to. Which yeah. will put this possibly at like the fifth highest grossing movie of all time, which mm -hmm. is insanity. Um, uh, I think the last movie in, in May to release to those numbers was the first Avengers movie. So, oh, really? Which okay. is... Yesterday, today is the ten-year anniversary um, for the first Avengers movie. That's so that's so crazy, so crazy, so so mm. crazy. I can't believe it's already been ten years. But um, like, yeah, it's insane. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm just so glad that they're able to get like um, Raimi of all people to kind of to to bring uh, this to life. So it was just I it I just remember when they first announced Raimi was going to be directing this. It was just kind of giddy with excitement. Yes. It's like oh, perfect. Perfect. Same. So I think, see, what's confusing to me a little bit is, uh, so we had Scott Derrickson, obviously, was, you know, he directed the first Doctor Strange and, um, and uh, not Insidious, uh, Sinister and all these other movies. And the idea was he was going to do like horror, like this was going to be like horror, right? Like he wanted to do a straight up horror comic book movie. Which I think would have been amazing, especially for this story and everything. Um, he got a creative differences, like they always say. Um, right. He got let go, and um, Sam Raimi comes on. And <clears throat> now I'm hearing that it's like it's very horror tinged, like it's got a lot of horror elements into it. Um, I am curious as to the differences between what Derrickson was going to do and what Raimi did. Um, I can imagine Raimi might be a little bit more light-handed with it, right? right. Like, right. not as heavy-handed. And I love Scott Derrick. His new movie, um, was it The Black Phone with Ethan Hawke? Looks freaking incredible. Oh, I've heard. Um, I haven't seen the trailers yet. Dude, it looks insane. Based on a short story by Joe Hill, who's Stephen King's son. Um, but it looks freaking crazy. Anyways, I, I, I listen, I branch. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but um, I am curious what you know, what Derrickson's original vision was for this movie. And I kind of, I do think Sam Raimi came in and kind of probably looked at the script. and was like, I can do that. Right. <laughs> Let's right. do that. Is you know, put his little trutches on it. Um, so I've, I think when the initial, um, when the movie initially hit Rotten Tomatoes, it was like at an 86. Mm -hmm. um, it's currently at 78 right now, which is nothing to stop. You know, I think everybody was hoping or expecting it to do a little bit better. Uh, but I think that might have something to do with it. Like the fact that 
people weren't expecting, you know, like such a horror direction mm-hmm. with with a Marvel movie. Um, I, I, I what I'm also hearing is that this takes this requires the most pre like you you need to be invested. Like this really rewards you if you are up to date with all the MCU stuff. It's really hurt, especially with uh, something like WandaVision, right? Mm-hmm. Like this ties. Obviously, we kind of had the idea um, right. that that was going to happen, but. Um, right that this ties directly into WandaVision. So if you haven't right. watched, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> quick tangent here. Um, one of my, I have a couple friends who have kind of fallen off the MCU just because like, there's so much, right? Like right. you have to watch the TV shows in order to understand a lot of these movies. Like, you know, there's a new Captain America coming out, right? Like, there's going to be a Captain America 4. It's already been announced. We know who the new Captain America is, right? Um, but you have to watch that show to understand right. how we got from point A to point B. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Are, are you like, I mean, personally, I think I think it's pretty cool, right? I think it's the first time we've ever kind of had this really interconnected thing. But on the other hand, I'm still kind of like, yeah, like, that's a lot of stuff to watch just to enjoy a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, first of all, I'm 100% invested. Um, this same, is same. what I like, you know, I, I was raised on comic books, specifically Marvel stuff. Um, my dad was a big nerd. So I'm in turn, you know, like this is this, nice. if I could go back and tell myself, like show myself, like look at all these movies that are going to come out, like in the nineties, I'd be like, no way. Like, you, oh, it was same. just like almost unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this it's it's kind of amazing, and I think they they've been doing this long enough where like, it, it is a big ask, but they're like you know, we put out so much, and like, if if they have to treat every movie with like oh, but we can't anticipate them to watch the previous movies, then that's kind of unfair to them too, because you know how like right. we're 27, 28 movies in now, you know, so um, I, I get I get both ways, but like me as somebody who's watched everything. Um, even even like I didn't I wasn't crazy about what if um, you know but like mm-hmm. I watched all of it um, so I, I you know I, I I'm I'm happy to, to be there because I feel like it's I feel like I'm kind of in the know now you know like, right I, I'm like and like you said when have we gotten this before in the movies like when we, have we had a franchise this long lasting exactly uh, you, know, you know with this many movies you know you can say Star Wars but like nine movies you know no yeah like this is un- it's unprecedented like it, right. it's it's it, it is insane to me that like it's considered its own franchise. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, like the MCU is, is a whole, it's a franchise. Like that's yeah. just it's so a genre, like, like even insane. Yeah. Like that's yeah. crazy. And like, you know, you have someone like, and I do again, listen, another tangent, but DC needs to just, I'm not saying they have to do exactly what Marvel's doing, but they need someone at the helm saying, hey, this is what we need to do. This is our blueprint. This is our map. Yeah. Let's get here. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they could be as successful, you know, and I hate to say this, if not more so than the MCU, if they, yeah. you know, actually got their stuff together and figured out what they're doing. Man, yeah. I had bets going on a while back when, uh, uh, Captain America, uh, Civil War, and Batman vs Superman were coming out on the same weekend, or like no, within yeah. weeks. Mm. And every uh, I had people saying like, "Hey, like Batman vs Superman, two biggest superheroes of all time. Of course, it's going to make more money. Like, dude, it's going to make billions." And I'm like, 
probably not. <laughs> I'm like, it's Captain America, you know, and like they were like, you know, it's Captain America and all these C-list, you know, heroes because you know at the time they, you know, they're yeah. still big, but. I'm like, no, dude. Like, and, but that's true, right? Like, a movie featuring Batman and Superman going up against each other should be should the biggest be. movie of all time. Exactly. Easily. But it wasn't, as we know, it, <laughs> that I, turned out. And I, I hate to be the... Uh, I I want all the movies to be good, right? I, Same. I, I always Same. want to go to the movies. I want everybody to be successful. So when I say that I'm a Marvel guy, it's not because like I want DC to fail. I want awesome DC movies. I always want that. I Absolutely. think it's... It really sucks what's going on, and then on top of it with like the whole Ezra Miller thing going on, and oh. like I'm like they're they're banking so hard on this Flashpoint movie to do well, and then Ezra's like punching women at a bar. I'm like, what are you doing, man? I'm like, yeah. God. So it's just like they just can't get it, get things to work out for them, unfortunately. But okay, I you know I I would say my least favorite movie in the DCEU was Batman v Superman. I, I think it was completely it's, mishandled. It was a horrible idea to like their mm -hmm. second movie out the gate and you're gonna fight that you're gonna pit them together. Yeah. Like and it was a dumb reason for them to fight. Like I don't want to get into it, but like you know at least with with Civil War there was like an, a difference of ideologies, right? So right. like you know even to this day people were like no man team Iron Man. I'm like what are you talking about team Iron Man? Team Cap you know there was you could have this actual debate with people. Mm -hmm. You know I, not, absolutely like, right so I don't know. I, I I do hope for the best with them. I hope they figure it out. Um, don't squander Henry Cavill because that guy's perfect casting. Dude, Cavill um, is the most perfectly cast Superman. And I mean, yeah. since Christopher Reeve, like, I mean, right. you know, yeah, like he's incredible. And I hope he gets to continue with Superman in some shape, way, or form. Um, My thing is if they, if, if DC can't figure it out, hey, He's my Cyclops, man. I want him. Bring him into the MCU. I would love to have him with Cyclops. People say Captain Britain. I'm like, he deserves better. And, and I think Cyclops deserves better because Cyclops is an awesome character. You know, James Marsden isn't doing a whole lot. You right. know, I, I notice he loves, like, he's been in these movies. Uh, he was in Hop and the Sonic movies, which we watched, you know, the second Sonic and Hop in the same weekend last a couple weeks ago. Um he just likes working against, you know, little creatures <laughs> that aren't there. So let's get yeah. him back. I kind of like the Miss Cyclops. Um, I did too. I think it was that worked. Except for the third. Oh, God, the third movie. Anyways, we're getting way off track. This yeah, yeah. Our, yeah, our, yeah, our, yeah. Next, oh, well, our next podcast, we'll, we'll, we could talk about all this. I do. Yeah. I do. Oh, huh. Anyway, Sam Raimi. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get back on track, yeah. did you, are you finished with Moon Knight? I have not. I have okay, not. So. Yeah, so the episode came out yesterday, and we were pro uh, moving, so oh, we're getting our right. internet yeah. here uh, today or tomorrow. So okay. tomorrow, I told Eli, I'm like, dude, we're not. He's like, he's like, we can watch it on our phones. I'm like, no, 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 no. wait, no, just wait. We're not, yeah. we're not, we're not doing that. So we're just gonna wait. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see it. Um, uh, episode five, I thought I actually I, I liked how it got more into the psychological aspects of it. Um, it is kind of weird. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it per se, but I, I, I we've barely seen Moon Knight. <laughs> like, yes. we've barely yeah. seen him as a character, and I, I think it's a good thing. I also think it's it's a bad thing. Who knows? I'll watch the last episode and maybe be like, oh, it was worth it the whole time or something. So, yeah, we'll I see. think I um, think we're kind of on on the same page with Moon Knight. Um, I felt like episode five was the strongest episode up until that. Same. Part. Um, I was same. like, okay. 
because there were things that I was just not feeling, and then I'm like, okay, this was cool. This was yeah. really cool. Um, so yeah, well, we'll talk. About it. I know Nolan wants to talk about it too because he's absolutely he posting about it. So um, absolutely. Um, good, yeah. One thing we did forget to talk about is the prize for today. Ooh. Y'all can win something from Christian's private collection here. This thing Retro is card, really yeah. cool. We're Black talking about Sam Raimi. This Black Spider-Man, guys, uh, this thing's really cool. All you have to do is leave a comment. Um, let us know, you know. Um, just talk to us. Let us know who you're favorite. Who's your favorite, uh, favorite Spider-Man actor? Who's your favorite, uh, you know, of course, it's Tobey Maguire. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, but, yes, you all can win that. Um, <coughs> we'll figure out if we're going to do it after the show or – Probably on yeah. Sundays. I mean, we could do this right now. There's a you have a fifty percent chance of winning right yeah, exactly. now. So um, we can. Hey. We don't have our wheel right now, but I do have a deck of cards. So you can pick red or black, and then whatever I draw. Yeah, we'll do that. But we'll do, we'll we'll do this at the end. So. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I'm I'm just as excited as you are about Doctor Strange. I'm very very curious how it's going to uh, play out and. Uh, you know, the MCU is getting bigger and bigger. So, um, you know, there's been leaks and everything. I've been staying away from those. So um, let's just, um, yeah. you know, I think we're, I think it's, it's going to be a fun time. And I know it was, it was banned in, in uh, was it Saudi Arabia or something like that. Uh, was it? Yeah. For, uh, for uh, reasons, America Chavez and, you know, her being part of the uh, LGBTQ community and they're not okay with that over there. So. No, they're not. Well, um, okay. That's sorry, Saudi Arabia. You guys are missing out. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. And Disney was like, we're not going to cut that out. We're no, gonna, it's only like 20 seconds. They said like, no worries. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for it. I can't wait to see kind of where the MCU goes from here. Um, I know we obviously have a list, you know, uh, love and thunders up next. Yes. Thor Love and Thunder, which looks like a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, so let's just uh, go back to Raimi real quick. So if you had to pick one Sam Raimi movie as your all-time favorite Sam Raimi movie, what would your favorite Sam Raimi movie be? Ooh, are you asking me or are we asking the chat? I'm asking you or the channel, anyone watching. Um, I, uh, I got to go with Spider-Man 2. I got to go with Spider-Man 2. Spider yeah, it's got to be. Um, for me, I, I can, there's, I, there's no way I would just, if I just walked by a TV and that movie was on, I have oh, to pop yeah. myself down. Like there's, I have yeah. to finish this movie now. Um, nice. we, my girlfriend and I are such dorks about movie and we like movies and we, we like quote movies all the time, the most random things. And anytime, like if, if I pick up food and I come home, no matter mm. what kind of food it is, it's like pizza time. Nice. Pizza time. Um, I'll go get Love breakfast it. and I'll come back and I'll wake her up like pizza time. Um, Love it. But yeah, yeah. It's Spider-Man 2 for me for sure. Cool. What about you? Oh, my. It's a tough one. I have two, um, but I'm going to pick one. Mine would have to be as much as I love Spider-Man 2 and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Evil Dead 2 barely, barely wins it out. Um, I just, I, I, you know, there's something just so much fun about that movie for me. And it was kind of my, one of my, not my first introductions to horror, but 
the character of Ash, you know, in Army of Darkness was definitely one of those characters that I kind of just found to be super interesting and super funny because yeah, I was young when it came out, you know, and I was like, this dude's awesome, Bruce Campbell. Um, and uh, I think Evil Dead 2 just really, man, it's still that that kind of, it is really bloody and really gory and stuff like that. But I do feel like it's kind of, it's a little bit more extreme of a gateway horror movie for some people. You know, it's a little bit more fun. Um, you know, we don't really, you know, put a whole lot of stock into, sounds horrible, to what our kids watch per se. Mm-hmm. But like, we show them horror, you know, especially on Halloween time. That's one of the movies we can all watch together and kind of just laugh. And it's yeah. silly. And yeah. even my kids, like, they 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 have fun with it. But they know it's it's corny, you know. But that's what I love about it. It has that charm to it. Sam Raimi written all over it. And it's like, if someone was to ask me what Sam Raimi was about, I would show them that movie. I'd be like, here, like, watch this movie. You get the whole feel of this guy, whether or not you're going to like him. If you don't like this movie, you're not going to like his movies. <laughs> um, but if you love this movie, you're going to love everything else he makes. Uh, yeah. Even his big budget, you know, Spider-Man 2. Like, Sp- there's so much evil. I, that's another thing about those movies is that they are very horror tinged, especially the first one. The first one has that body horror horror element to right. it. Oh no, uh, no, the first one was more like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. The mm. second one had the body horror elements to it. So with Doc right. Ock in that hospital scene. Oh, so like, good! The best scene of the movie. It's, it's so cool. Evil Dead. Like it's mm. got Evil Dead written all over it, and it's got in that the really chainsaw. <laughs> terror. Yeah, the chainsaw. Like yeah, yeah, terrifying too. I'm watching it. I'm like, wow. Like this was in the Spider Man movie. Yeah. Like that is insane. So so good um spider-man 2 arturo that's a good choice man can't go wrong with spider-man 2 um so let's go ahead and uh so we have arturo picked red and heather heather's got black um i've been shuffling right now here i'm gonna do this i'll do this on camera so you guys can see so i won't do this and i'm gonna reveal to the camera we'll do we'll do one more cut uh black oh black there you go heather cool so congratulations um i don't know who you guys are supposed to send your address to but send it i i think i always get it from nolan so you guys can send it to him or the pastrami nation thing i don't know yeah send Um, it to nolan send it to uh, the pastrami nation page um and uh yeah we'll get it sent out to you that's That's really cool congratulations cool Um, figure yeah Um, yeah, I think when it comes down to Raimi, man, there's 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 only a handful of directors that have such a distinct visual style that you mm-hmm. can just watch their movie without being told and you're like, this is a Raimi movie. Um, you know what I mean? And like he's he's definitely one of them. A kind of uncompromised and only like just got sharper as he's gotten older, you know. Absolutely. Um, and it's it's still there from from 81 to now, you know, you'll mm-hmm. still see his signature all over it. So um I don't know. I can't I can't say. I, I literally just now realized that that was Raimi that did the gift, and I used to love that movie <laughs> so much. So it, that's it, awesome, dude! It's yeah. always nice learning those surprises, right? Those nice yeah. little surprises. You're like, oh my gosh, like that's insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, if you guys haven't seen it yet, we had the I don't know um, if you guys have watched it, but on Pastrami Nation, we had the opportunity to interview uh, Sam's brother Ted on one of our episodes two years ago maybe uh might have been a little bit longer than that a little bit shorter i can't remember but you can check it out on youtube anyone watching listening check it out on youtube you can check it out on audio it was a really fun interview um we got to uh 
talked to him about a short film he had just done with the director of the short film was there as well. So that was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And we got to geek out a little bit about some uh, Hercules stuff because he was in Hercules and like all these other things. So he was really, really cool. So (laughs) go check that out guys. If you guys haven't already. Um, Yeah. I think that's it, man. You're, you're about to go watch Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. And I'm super jealous uh i bet you i think nolan and uh jason are probably watching it right now as, as we, we speak, speak. Yeah. um and they're either being very very uh uh you know uh, loving it or hating it who knows we'll find <laughs> out uh when we talk about it and uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk about it next week so yeah um yeah i think that will be a lot of fun um thank you guys for watching thank you guys for um listening i believe the audio will be up at some point as well. Um, yeah, Christian, that was a lot of fun. Kevin, thank uh, you. Always a pleasure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and remember to, uh, you guys can uh, check out Pastrami Nation on uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, um, yes. all kinds of stuff, guys. Like, like we're like growing and expanding and it's great and it's fantastic. So, and thank you everyone for supporting us and listening to us. Stay tuned for more awesome podcasts. We have uh, the Pastrami Nation podcast and also the Brick Therapy podcast, which we're going to be uh, planning another episode for. So it's a podcast where we talk about Lego. So if you guys haven't checked those out yet, those are on YouTube um, and uh, all of our social media. So uh, those are a lot of fun. So, uh, and there's a lot of cool Lego stuff I really want to talk about. So, but yeah. we'll uh, we'll keep it for brick therapy. Um, all right, you guys, have a great night. Be safe. The next Go watch time, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and have a fantastic weekend. All right, guys, have a good night. Bye, guys. Bye.